Get ready to throw perfection out the window because you're tuned in to the Honestly Imperfect podcast. I'm your host, Alicia Penhorwood, and I'm a marketing coach and the founder of Harper Collective, where I help business owners master their PR and simplify their marketing. Each week, we'll be unlocking valuable tips to up-level your business and sharing honest conversations with entrepreneurs to uncover their stories and wisdom to inspire you to take action. Now let's dive into this week's episode. you're stuck on the belief that hard work is the only way to achieve success and abundance, this episode will shake things up for you. My guest today is Energetics business coach, Ruby Lee, who has grown her business to seven figures through intuitive flow and soul-led strategy. Coming from a hardworking corporate background, Ruby gets it. She knows what it's like to be stuck on the belief that hard work is the only way to achieve success. And in today's episode, Ruby delves into when she knew it was time to rewrite her beliefs around hard work and how, as a result, she multiplied her wealth and her passion for her business. In today's episode, we talk about so many juicy topics like why working hard doesn't guarantee success, the difference between hard work and flow-based work, and how Ruby started to rewrite her beliefs and how you can do it too. I know you're going to love this episode, so let's dive right in. Welcome to the Honestly Imperfect podcast, Ruby. I am so excited to have you here today. I'm so excited to be here. And I have to say, best name for a podcast ever. And it immediately gives you so much permission to just relax and be you. Thank you. That means so much. It took me about two years to land on the name for the podcast. (laughs) I know, I know. And one day I was just driving my car and I thought, what do people really need? And I was like, they need things that are just totally honest and imperfect because nothing is actually perfect. So I was like, I think that's the name. Okay. (laughs) It's so good. It's, you know, exactly what you're tuning into and you know, even with guests that are on, it just gives you this automatic like exhale to go, okay, it doesn't matter. I can literally just be all of me and let's go. That's that's the energy I feel from it. Oh, I love that. Thank you. Well, I would love for listeners to get to know you a little bit better. So I've got two questions. Number one is what is one big or small win that you want to celebrate today? Oh, I am definitely celebrating. I've just done an inner circle retreat. I'm celebrating that win because if anyone's ever done in-person events and planned it for ages, it feels so good on the other side of it when the vision has come to life. And I'm definitely celebrating the energy on the inside, the transformations that happened. So that was absolutely incredible. And in terms of a small win, I think for me, it's just having these boundaries where yesterday I just took the whole day off and filled up my own cup and you need to rejuvenate yourself. Otherwise you can't give all of you. So that was good. That was a reflection on for me personally, because there was a time where that wasn't allowed in my world. I didn't give myself the permission to do that. I've always been go, go, go work hard. And, you know, over the last couple of years, so much of that has peeled back and witnessing this allowance to just have time for me and not always having to give, give, give was a a win. So that was really fun. 
I feel like that is so juicy. And I feel like we're even going to come back to that in today's chat, because I think the first thing that comes into my mind that I know a lot of business owners experience is they might go, okay, I'm going to allow myself to have this day. And then all of a sudden guilt pops up and they're like, oh, but I could be doing this and I could be doing that. So I'd love to know kind of like, does that show up for you or did it show up for you in the past? Oh man, it showed up so much for me in the past because, you know, I came from a very go, go, go corporate background. It was all sales. It was all performance. It was all meeting your targets. And I took so much of that into my business sort of unknowingly and not realizing that I could change the rules because that was the model I was operating from for 10 years And I didn't know any other way. I didn't know how to flow and trust and surrender and relax and have fun. That was a different rule book. So that was interesting, kind of seeing that morph happen over the last four years that I've been full-time in my business now. But it's been a really nice evolution into now moving more so into what I would call the divine feminine energy or leaning further into understanding what your design is built to do and really giving yourself permission to be that in business. I'm not sure if that answered the question, but I hope it did. No, that was perfect. And my second question to kick off is how do you embrace imperfection in your business? Everything in my business now is based on this idea that it's an experiment. Let's give it a go and see what happens. And it gives you so much freedom to play in that energy where it's not coming from a place of pass or fail, but in an experiment, it's if it doesn't do so well, or if the experiment kind of blows up, that's a good thing too, because it gets you closer to more of what you want and more of what you desire. So in a very practical sense, if I'm launching something or I'm creating something in my business, I have given myself so much leeway to actually fail more because it gives me the opportunity to then create the thing that I actually want. So even this morning, I was talking to some of my mastermind friends. I've got my own personal business bestie group and I was talking to them about this new idea that I have for my business. And I said to them, even if it doesn't do so well, I'm going to give myself permission over the next three months to really lean into it, to firstly see, do I like it? Does the vision in my head match the energy once I put it out there? And secondly, does my audience respond to it? Do they want this? And if those two things are green lights and they go really well, I know that's something that I'll scale. If it doesn't do so well, it might be, let's come back to the drawing board and see what we can iterate, what we can fix. And almost not necessarily to make it perfect in any sense of the word, but just to get it to a point where I'm excited about it and I'll take it back out there again. And my whole business is really based on that. That's amazing. And even like, as you were saying that, I'm thinking about my own business because in my last episode, I chatted about it. I went up to Byron Bay and when I was on the airplane, I had this question in my mind of like, what if I could do it this way? What if I could speak to that specific client and bring all of that wisdom and knowledge that that I have to that client? And then I sort of pondered on it more while I was up in Byron Bay. And then I was chatting to my friends while I was up there. They run their own businesses as well. And I said, I had this really random thought on the airplane and I'm really feeling into it. And it's really like lighting me up and making me feel excited. And I said, okay, I'm going to ask for a sign. 
And I said, on our walk, I want to see a pod of dolphins. And then it was so funny because immediately I asked for the sign and then I went, oh my goodness, have I shot myself in the foot here? Because that's like a pretty like big sign. And we saw two pods of dolphins and I thought, okay. I love these stories. I just got goosebumps. So good. And like now that I've come back and I'm like, okay, I've got the sign. I'm ready to go. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling aligned. Now it's time to start to put some things into action. But I love how you say like, this is an experiment. Like we're not tied to things. If I play with this idea and create some things and then three months in go, actually, I want to like tweak it a bit or I want to do something different. I'm allowed to do that. So I love that you shared that. All the time, just being in this space of what if it doesn't work out? What if it totally stuffs up? What would people think? If you switch that just slightly and more so speak to yourself in a way that goes something along the lines of, if it does stuff up, then it's something that I can really share from an honestly imperfect place. <laughs> Do you see what I did there? And if it if it is something that no one likes and no one really resonates with, then I'm so grateful for that because it helps me get clearer on what they do want. So this is actually a massive way forward. And I think, you know, we can be so fixated on the way that success shows up or the way that we have to see things in terms of it moving forward when we're so asleep to the other ways that the universe does talk to us. And we like to kind of put this label on it as, oh, it's a failure, it's a challenge, or, you know, it all kind of stuffed up and it wasn't meant to be. But what if you allowed yourself to actually look at it as a massive gift and just be so grateful for that because you're in it. And when you're in it, then you can learn the lessons that you're meant to in a very conscious way and in a way that's so caring and forgiving and loving to your own inner being, your own self and treating your business with that sort of a lens and that kind of love. Mm. And you mentioned before how you came from corporate and I know a little bit more about this because I've listened to a few of your episodes on your own podcast and that sort of thing. I loved, (laughs) I was driving in my car, I can remember exactly where I was and you were saying you used to listen to Gary Vee. I love Gary Vee in small doses, but how you were saying like you listened to him and you were like, okay, like I'm ready to go. Let's go like conquer the day. And I was just laughing in my car thinking like, I can so imagine that. So what I would love to know is what were your beliefs like around hard work in the past? Hard work for me equals success. Working, pushing, grinding, hustling, all of that equaled a level of pat on the back, well done, good job. It's so good that you worked yourself so much today. In fact, I used to, in corporate, have 15-hour days in the office, have a half an hour break for dinner, and then work for another four hours. Like There were some days where we were in the middle of some massive project or merger, acquisition, and that meant that I was doing a good job. And for the longest time, I also brought that into my business. My podcast, I started that at two o'clock in the morning randomly because I couldn't sleep. But I pat myself on the back because I said, oh, I've done that in the middle of the night when everybody else is asleep and I've pushed the hardest today and I've stayed up the longest and I've done all these things. So that was my perception of hard work. And I glorified it in a huge way because a lot of the influences that I had up to that point 
the storyline or the belief system was all about that. And I know so many of you can resonate with this. And there was a hell of a lot of deconditioning that I had to go through over the coming years to find a good balance. And even that word isn't quite right, but to find a good energetic state where I had a healthy relationship with both sides, with what work looks like now and what flow looks like now. So yeah, it was a journey. Was there like a specific moment when you went, all right, I need to have a look at this and I need to start to rewire some of these beliefs? There are a couple of moments. So the first one, I did the very classic burnout thing. And then I I was wiped out. I literally had a fever for seven days. This is pre-pandemic. So it was a fever for seven days and the room was spinning. It was as though I was going through vertigo, but my body was so stressed out and so burnt out that it literally was burning through all the things. And I remember feeling such a sense of surrender in that moment because seven days in bed is not me. And I was panicking about how I was going to make sales or grow my business or launch and you know all, all the things. I'm always in the middle of a launch. So I was like, oh my God, this launch is going to fail because I'm not able to really show up. That was one of the first big signs. And it actually showed me that I could step away from my business and it would still grow. Then the second moment that comes to mind was in 2019, me and my family decided to become digital nomads. And the timing was wonderful, which meant we had a year to travel the world before everything shut down. We went to America. We lived in America for about four months and we stayed in this beautiful part of the States, Huntington Beach, California. It was in the OC. Literally the beach was right there. I remember I was servicing over 30 private clients at the time, 30, and every single one of them got one hour calls with me. And I had a day where I had eight calls back to back from 7 a.m. through to, you know, like four o'clock in the afternoon. And I just remember thinking my my husband, my son, and my stepson had just come back from the beach and they looked so relaxed and, you know, sand on their skin, all of that. And they're like, how was your day? And I just burst out into tears around this is not what it's supposed to be like. I love my clients and I'm so grateful that my business is bursting with clients, but this is not why I built this business where my family goes out and I've got to be on calls all day long. And that was truly what it looked like up to a certain point. Um, you know, one side of the fence, I was going, oh, it's amazing. I'm making at the time, 25K months and all this, it was fantastic. But on the other side, I had no way of actually enjoying the life that I was meant to build. Or even though I was in living a nomadic lifestyle, I was still really at my desk at the laptop, not really being able to travel and see things. So those two pivotal moments was like, things, things have to change. They I'm ready for it to become something new and something else. And I'm ready for the rebirth. I'm ready to let things go and see another way of living life and having an abundant business. Mm. And I know so many listeners would either be in that place or they would be really familiar with that place. And I can almost feel like their question is, okay, well, what is the first step? Like, what did you do next once you realized that? Okay. The very first thing I did was I raised my prices and 
that was scary to me at the time because I was so afraid of how it would be perceived or all the worthiness stuff came up. But regardless of that, I raised my prices. Some of my clients renewed, a lot of them didn't because I raised it very significantly. So immediately I was still making the same amount, but with less clients. Ding, ding. I was like, oh my God, why didn't I do this beforehand? And then that gave me permission to do it again, but inside of group programs. So then I created a group program and that catered for some of the clients who couldn't continue with private, but they could still invest in a group and still have that support from me. And I was then able to service 10 people in a group in a one hour call as opposed to one person, one hour. So that again, gave me literally like 10x the amount of time back. And then what I did was I started to really let go. So I let go of a lot of tasks that were unnecessary. An example of this, and you know, not everyone will agree with it, but this is what worked for me. I used to type out notes for every single one of my clients, like long ass email notes after every call and give them outcomes and homework. And those notes would take maybe 45 minutes. I just stopped doing that because one thing I realized was, I love my clients, but they're like, Rubes, we don't read those. (laughs) We just want to be in your energy. (laughs) We don't read those. So I was like, what? You don't read them? And I just stopped doing it. And you know what? No one complained. No one was like, oh my God, I signed up for your notes. I can't believe I didn't get your notes. (laughs) It was one of those big aha moments. And then the other thing I stopped doing was sending call replays. If let's say on Zoom, you record this coaching session and it just kind of hit me. I'm like, well, I asked my clients, do you watch the call replays? Some of them said yes. And I said, okay, cool. I'm going to give you permission to record on your side so that I don't have to wait for it to render. And then I write this big email and then I send it to you. I gave some of these little things up that you don't really think about. And when you start your business, you kind of think I want to over service and I want to make sure it's really fantastic. But honestly, you guys, there are so many things that your clients literally could not care about. And you're spending hours and hours and hours toiling over it when really all they want to do is be in your energy. So those little examples are truly what started to give me so much more time back in my day, so much that eventually just started to snowball. I can outsource that. I'll bring someone to help me with this. I can draw more sovereign boundaries is what I call them in my business where I'm not on Voxes every day, which is you know the client chat platform I'm on. I only check in once a day. My call time's reduced from an hour to 50 minutes. doesn't seem very much, but that extra 10 minutes, it gave me so much time back throughout the day. So yeah, a lot started unfolding once I gave myself permission to see where I could let go. Mm. And I love how a lot of these things are small things. Like even as you're talking, I'm going, I could do that in my own business. That sounds so good and so easy as well. So I think that's a beautiful thing about it. And you mentioned before that real difference between hard work and flow-based work. And I feel like where a lot of business owners get a bit stuck is they go, am I supposed to be in flow-based work all the time? Or what if I have a lot of things that I have that I have to do in the day? I have to show up. Like I hear all these things all the time. So I'd love if you could describe what is the difference? What does the balance look like? How do you play around with the two of them in your own business? Love the question. I regard flow-based work as the things that you love and that you enjoy 
and that brings you more energy. So after you do whatever it is that you're doing, you're ready to go again. It's just like, oh, I could just do another live stream or I wish I had more of those types of clients or I loved creating that type of content. I want to go ahead and do more of those once I have a bit of free time later on today. That's flow-based work because it's so effortless. So the key there is effortlessness and it's not effortlessness and do nothing. It's effortless action. So you're still taking action every day. You're still doing the things. Anyone who observes my life and how I lead it and how I show up in my business will never, ever say the words to me, you're not doing anything. In fact, they're probably observing the opposite. If they don't really lean in closely enough, they might see it as hustle and they might see it as, oh my God, she does so much in a day. She must be exhausted. But I have now perfected what I call flow state mastery, where when I'm doing things in my business, it's always giving energy back to me and everything else that didn't light me up. So tinkering around with funnels and working out how the email that I wrote would sit on the email provider template and formatting and putting a picture here and maybe a hyperlink here none of that turns on my lights. It just, it douses it straight away. So I started over time to work out where I liked doing what I did best. And so I would write my emails and then I would ask my assistant to then put it into the email template for me and have that sent out. Or if it was podcasting, I love podcasting. This is amazing. I could be on so many podcast interviews and still feel energized but I hated editing. And so, you know, we share our beautiful podcast producers and they do it all. I'm just like, guys, I've just recorded it. Go and do your thing and create the magic. And I don't have to ever worry about anything, the socials or anything like it's all done. So find what it is in your day that is actually jarring that sense of effortless action. Anything that you are feeling just so exhausted by, frustrated by, angry at, whatever it is, write a huge list of what that looks like and you will be able to see why you can't experience flow or why it's not coming through the way it sounds like it should for someone like me or anyone else who's you observe. And I can almost guarantee the people that you're watching in flow have worked out a way to do the things that actually gets that those tasks moving, but whatever nuances is within those tasks, they're able to either get somebody else to do it for them or eliminate it altogether. Mm. As you were talking, I was sort of thinking about what holds people back from embracing that flow-based work. And I think a big thought is they worry that they're not going to make enough money if they release that hustle if they release the the hard work because like you mentioned you know it's kind of like that pat on the back it's like yes you've emptied your tank you've given it your all like you deserve that paycheck and i think that's really built into corporate like when i used to work in the pr industry it was very like that we would work at events until all hours of the morning and be back at our desks at like 8am the next day so when you come from that industry you're like oh well this is just how businesses run so when you start your own business it's kind of like oh I can create my own thing here I don't have to subscribe to that old way of thinking but I think a lot of people really struggle with embracing the flow-based work because they worry, well, if I'm not working hard, if I'm not patting myself on the back, then maybe I'm missing out on money on the table. What do you think about that? You just transported me right back to corporate because I was in recruitment 
and effectively the the face of or the PR for the company so that people would, you know, apply for jobs with us. I remember those like big events you'd have to go to and these corporate things and these junkets and these luncheons and la la la. And then it's like, now your day starts. And it was already three o'clock in the afternoon and you had a pile of stuff you had to get done. Totally relate. And then, you know, you'd finish work at eight o'clock and there'd be someone, some other poor sucker doing the same thing. And we'd look at each other and go, how amazing are we? You know, it's like, oh, we've stayed the latest or, you know, whatever it is. My God, I would love to go back to that version of me and be like, wake up, girlfriend. There's, you know, there's another way. So the question about earning more and being in flow versus, yeah, doing more and feeling deserving of more money. I just have to say this from a personal perspective. When I started to realize I had a whole ton of clients and literally didn't have a life, I raised my prices. I started group programs and it gave me so much more time and energy. And I realized at that point, that month that I decided to do all of those things and be more in flow and actually give myself one of the big elements of flow is spaciousness, giving yourself lots of space in the day, a ton. I mean, the majority of your day is spaciousness and the amount of doing effortless action is 20%, let's say. The rest of it is spaciousness to create, think, download, um, get clarity on what you want to do. And then from there, even more flow comes. So I realized that. And when I started to step more into this, that month I realized I actually cracked through my ceiling of 25K months. And that next month was my first 30K month. Then the month after that, I made 47. Then the month after that, I made 56. And the month after that, I quantum leapt and I made 75K. And then the month after that, I had a 100K launch. And all of this was every time I move something off my list, I call it the checklist treadmill. So you've got all of these things on your checklist. It's like, I've got to do this, I've got to do this, I've got to do this. The more I moved off the checklist treadmill, the more I was able to call in more clients, more money, because you know what? I was creating content so much more powerfully and more magnetically. I was serving my clients with so much more clarity and connection that they couldn't help but tell their their peoples to come coach with me. I was giving such amazing, clear light to my groups in a smaller amount of time, but then their testimonials just blew up my Instagram and everyone was sharing what I was doing as opposed to just like, do this, do this, do this, do this, got to tick off my LinkedIn post, got to tick off my Instagram post. It became less about needing to and more about wanting to, desiring to, playing in the quantum field. And that's where things started to really shift. And of course, at the start, you are pessimistic. I was pessimistic majorly. And I definitely lent back on the hustle many times before I fully let go. But if this is something that you're truly interested to learn more about, my words of encouragement is just do one small action like I spoke about earlier and watch the miracles unfold. I love that. If listeners are tuning in and thinking, I have to work with you, where can they find you? What exciting things are coming up that you're offering? Tell me all about it. Amazing. Well, seeing as you're already on the podcast platform, come on over. I have a podcast called Rituals, which is spelled uniquely R-I-C-H-U-A-L-S. And there you'll really get into the sense of, you know, what my brand and my business, my energetic values are all about. And then come to Instagram. So one thing I'll always say is 
when you're shopping around for a coach or a course or wanting to look at who to work with, just get in their energy as much as you can. And then once you know, you know. So I'll always say, just check out all the amazing free value things that I have going on. And if that's for you, then you'll find your way. You'll DM me and then we can chat from there. Thank you so much. This has been such a joy to chat with you. And I know that it's going to be such a helpful episode. So I'm truly grateful to have you on the podcast. Oh, thank you so much, Alicia. Thank you so much, listeners. And I can't wait to hear from all of you and see how it's really started to shift your perspective. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you enjoyed today's episode, I would love if you could leave a review or share a screenshot to Instagram and tag at Honestly Imperfect Podcast so that I can pop on over and say hello. I can't wait to connect with you again soon.